Well, hello and God bless you. Welcome to BlendCouragesYou.com, where we're here with the word of the Lord to help encourage you to stay on the wall for the Lord. My name is Blend, and I certainly do count it an honor and a blessing to be here with all of you on this episode number 112 of our podcast. Well, BCU family, the 100th podcast celebration continues on as we are winding down by answering your questions. So go ahead and take this time to get your Bibles, your notebooks, something to write with, a snack, and settle on in. Blend Encourages You is coming to you with the question, would you attend a baby shower for an unwed mother? That's what's coming up next. All right, BCU family, we are going to get into our podcast content momentarily. Right now, I would like to establish protocol. So if you are a longtime listener, thank you so very much for being here. We certainly do appreciate you. And if you happen to be a first time listener, you know what? Thank you so much. We certainly appreciate you being here as well. And I'm going to ask you to consider right now making our relationship permanent. So wherever you are listening from, if you're on the blendcouragesyou.com site, if you're on Stitcher Radio, Google Play, on iTunes, or now known as Apple Podcasts, or on SoundCloud, wherever you are listening from, do me a favor and go ahead and hit the subscribe button. That's all you have to do, and that gets you in as an official part of the BCU family. All right, BCU family. So yes, we are winding down the celebration for our 100 podcast episode. Uh, We are answering your questions and we've got one final question here and we're going to split the answer or the commentary uh, to this question into two parts. So you'll get part one on this podcast and then you will get the final uh, answer or commentary in the next podcast. So you'll have to stay tuned for that. So let me tell you what the question is. And of course, you know, it's got to be something that's a little on the sticky side of the house. So the question is around um, attending a baby shower for an unwed mother. And of course, you know, there's a father involved in every situation. Obviously, Uh, we are going to defer to the unwed mother um, at this point. And what we're talking about is in a very uh, clear, if you will, situation where someone is cohabitating, uh, the older folks called it shacking up, living together, whatever it is you'd like to call it. Um, that's pretty much the premise of the question. And this one is a little personal um, because I was unmarried when I had my daughter uh, many, many, many moons ago. She's a grown woman now. So I'm going to go ahead and have you all listen uh, to the question in its entirety and then the answers that Jewel and I give. And then I'll come back in for the wrap up. Here we go. All right, BCU family, we are back with our final question. And we means I've got the fabulous Jewel Taylor with me. And if you've been following along with our 100th podcast celebration series, uh, we have been answering your questions. So some of them have been on the lighter side. We have some weightier uh, matters here that we are talking about. And uh, we've got one final question uh, from one of our listeners or viewers, uh, depending on how you all 
access uh, blendcouragesyou.com. And we are going to jump right into it. So, Jewel, go ahead and uh, let us know what that question is, and we'll go from there. Great. Well, this is our last uh, final question from our BCU family, from the BCU listeners. And it is actually bouncing off of the previous question. Mm -hmm. So if after someone has been married and is now divorced, what are your feelings on attending and or throwing a baby shower for a woman uh, that has that was married before and is now starting to think about starting a family with her boyfriend? So this person has been married and they were divorced. Now they divorced and they started a relationship with someone else. And I believe that the listener is saying that the person is now pregnant mm-hmm. by this boyfriend. Mm-hmm. Should you attend and or throw a baby shower for So there's there's a I've got a couple things going on in my head here about this particular question. And let me think about which way to go first. As far as attending and throwing baby showers, so this person is not married, but we've got it sounds like there's a divorce situation. I don't know what went on there, but and, and at this point they're not married, if you will. Well, let me let me go back. So they're divorced, so they probably have a, a husband that's alive somewhere. So that, that's one situation. We talked about adultery in the segment prior. So we talked about that. And now we're in a relationship with someone else. So that part is clear if, if we're dealing with adultery. So it, it, it sort of coattails on what we said before. I shouldn't say sort of. It coattails on what we said before, that this is an adulterous situation. And would the Lord be pleased in us supporting or attending or even throwing something for someone that's in that kind of situation? And I want to take you all to the scriptures and I want to take you to a story as well. So um, in the book of Romans chapter 1, right around verse 28, um, the, the word of God says that, and even as they did not like to retain God in their knowledge, God gave them over to a reprobate mind to do things which are not convenient, being filled with all unrighteousness, fornication, wickedness, covetousness, maliciousness, full of envy, murder, debate, deceit, malignity, whisperers, backbiters, haters of God, despiteful, proud, boasters, inventors of evil things, and disobedient to parents. Now, you might be wondering, okay, Blunder, what does this have to do with anything? Going down to this last verse, verse 32, says, Who knowing the the judgment of God, they that commit such things are worthy of death. And this last sentence here is the clincher. Not only those that do it, but those that have pleasure in them that do these things. So it's not just the people who are doing things, it's us who are supporting it. And that's where, for me, and looking at that scripture, I don't want to do anything that's supporting the opposite of what God tells us to do. 
So if I'm throwing something for someone who is, you know, unmarried, you know, you're you're cohabitating or and, and that that's a fornication situation or you know, you've got the adultery situation. If I'm throwing something, I am I'm 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 part of it. If I'm attending it, I'm taking pleasure in it. And this goes back to what we were saying before. Who are we here to please? Is it the audience of one, which is our God, or our friends, family, or whoever it might be? So that's what the Word of God says. And I have a story that I want to tell, a a personal story about that. Before I do, Jewel, let me just uh, turn the mic over to you and see if you have anything that you'd want to talk about before I get into the, the story that I have. No, I think, you know, I think you're, you're hitting all of the, you know, key points of, um, you know, this situation, because uh, it goes back to where, where does this come out of? And it's not that we're saying that the baby is the problem. Mm-hmm. It's just the situation mm-hmm. is the problem. And there's nothing wrong with getting that baby a gift. Right. But I can't sign off on this quote-unquote happy picture because this is not, you know, the way I believe God intended for us to live our life. But I'm going to throw a quick question at you, Brenda. I'm sorry if um, No, 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 go ahead. Um, what if the situation is that your friend is not saved? Mm. So let me, let me make sure that I got this together, that they're not saved living with the boyfriend or whatever mm-hmm. and starting this family. All right? My, my story might tie into this a little bit. My story might tie into this. And, and I don't tell this story very often. I think it's apropos. So uh, some of you all know me personally and know that um, I, I am the mother of one. I have a daughter. She's grown. And um, I was not married when I had her. And sort of this situation is is personal because this is my this is this is very personal. It happened to me. So at the time I was with her dad, and um, you know obviously was doing stuff and got pregnant. And her dad's family went to throw me a shower, a baby shower, and called my mom to invite her. I am the oldest out of the children in my house. There are three of us. I am the only girl. And my parents refused to come to the shower. And and I knew this. And I wasn't saved. And I knew this. And my mom told me that I cannot celebrate the fact. I'm not going to be here for this party to celebrate the fact that you're having this child when, you know, you really should be doing things the way that God says. Now, I will say to you all that she did not mistreat my daughter at all, that my daughter was the first grandchild and everything else, and they loved her and still do. And she's, you know, 28 years old. So there was no mistreatment. To Jules' point, there was nothing that, that they didn't not bring me anything. You know, they came to see me in the hospital. They did all of that. They weren't going to partake in this. And I knew that that was my mom's stance. And I'm her daughter and she didn't want to go. And she didn't because she had to stand on what the word of God said. And I was, you know, quite unsaved at that point. So it, again, just goes to, and, and I understand that the world, and this is what they do, it, it goes back to 
who are we here to please? Are we here to please the family, the friends, or are we here to please God? So for me, even in an unsafe situation, yes, they may not know any better or choose to know any better. I have to think about what or how I'm going to explain to God and reconcile what the scriptures say for me to do versus what my feelings tell me to do. So let me let me stop right there, Jewel. Um, as as you're marinating, I can hear like like the wheels turning <laughs> in your mind. I can hear the wheels turning here. So so what's your your response? And did I answer the question? Yes, I do believe that you you know you answered the question in its entirety. And um, you know it is it is a it's a, this is a tough question because. You know, the baby shower, what's the intention of the baby shower is to, you know, shower, because the life is a good thing. The life is a good thing. God is the, the, the author of life. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he decides who comes here before we've ever even met our, our spouse or our partner or whomever. Mm-hmm. So... I believe that, like you said, we need to definitely celebrate that life and let that child know that they are loved, they are supported. But at the same time, if my friend is a believer, definitely if my friend is a believer. Now, if they're not a non-believer, they should, if you know what, friends, you should know. Come on now. Mm. You know, I, like I said, I'm going to get you the biggest gift in the store. Right. But I'm just not going to be there to throw confetti on your head and do all that kind of stuff. And it's something I have to review for myself because um, I can't remember. I've been to several of these kinds of baby showers. And it's been several years um, since I've been to. I have to think back because I think the last several ones that I've attended, all of the um, participants were married. Mm. And on their first marriage. So I'm not 100% sure. I think I know I did when I was much younger. So if it's you really a friend, 
that's just how I feel. I mean, I've had friends who knew how I was raised and knew what my belief system, and they purposely, they already, they told me ahead of time, they said, we're not, you know, I know you're not going to come or whatever the situation was. I just want to let you know this is what I decided to do. Mm-hmm. And are we more dependent on our friend's opinion than we are on our belief system? But I don't think it's a heaven or hell issue. Mm-hmm. I definitely don't think that. And I think that we need to remove that label off of a lot of things. And I think that may be where a lot of people have, have issues because they feel like, well, if you didn't come, are you saying I'm going to hell for this? You know, we kind of get into judgment. Judgment is up to God. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Judgment is up to God, but I know for me, as how to carry myself and what I believe in and my belief system, and you know, like you said, um, those that take pleasure in doing certain things—that that scripture, I, I'm glad you pointed that out because I never thought about that part of the scripture. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You know how you read a scripture several times and mm-hmm. then it means something different. You probably see something <laughs> different that you've never seen before. Mm-hmm. But you can read that scripture again for me, Brenda. Yeah, let me grab it as um my my uh, tablet went to sleep here, but I'm gonna grab that for you. So it's Romans chapter one, and I want to make sure that I get it right down its entirety. And um, you know, uh, I don't remember who it was pointed the scripture out to me early in my saved years, and it for whatever reason has stuck um, with me. So let me go to Romans chapter one. And I'm going to start at verse number 28, if that's okay. And then I'll read it all the way down so that we can hear it um, in its entirety. So, and even as they did not like to retain God in their knowledge, God gave them over to a reprobate mind to do the things which are not convenient. Being filled with all unrighteousness. And these are the things that uh, the scriptures name fornication, wickedness, covetousness, maliciousness, full of envy, murder, debate, deceit. Malignancy, whisperers, backbiters, haters of God, despiteful, proud, boasters, inventors of evil things, and disobedient to parents. And I don't know if I read verse 31. Without understanding, covenant breakers, without natural affection, implacable, unmerciful. And then verse 32 says, who knowing the judgment of God, they that which commit such things are worthy of death. Not only them, not only do the same, but those that have pleasure in them that do them. Mm. Yeah, that's the part that, you know, is resonating for me right now. You know, do I take joy in watching other people do things I say I don't believe? Mm. Now, BCU family, that is a statement to consider. My Lord, um, are we taking joy in those that are doing things, although we don't do it and we know that they're wrong? And as I was listening to that segment once again, uh, what came to me is an example, actually, from uh, a number of years ago when my daughter was very young. I had this wonderful person that used to uh, take care of her from time to time for me, and she did not want to be paid. She just loved children. And what she would say to me when I tried to give her money or talk to her about payments, she would say, just buy me a package of cigarettes. And 
I, I don't know that I ever did that. And I was a, a young phase mother at the time. I don't know that I ever did. I think I had mentioned it to a friend coworker at the time that, you know, this wonderful person just wants me to buy them a package of cigarettes, which was probably about three bucks at the time. And the, the coworker friend said to me, well, do you really want to do that? You know, think about how you're contributing to her health um, in a negative way. And while the Bible doesn't specifically ban smoking, we know that this is a dangerous habit. There's nothing good that comes out of smoking, plus the fact that our bodies are, it houses the Holy Spirit. So I know that she wasn't spirit filled. It didn't matter. Am I taking pleasure in something that I don't do, that I don't endorse, that I wouldn't want somebody to do? So that's a prime example I'm there. And we can really talk to the Lord about it and ask him to direct us um, in the way to go so that we are making sure that we are doing things just the way that he wants. You know what, Jesus is coming back for a people without spot, wrinkle, or blemish. And if you are under the sound of my voice now, it is time, BCU family, to make sure that we are spotless, we are wrinkleless, and that we are blemishless. And it's these types of things uh, that can cause us to miss out on the blessings of God here. And if we continue in willful disobedience, miss out on heaven. And nothing on earth is worth missing out on heaven. Amen? Amen. All right, BCU family. This is Blend from BlendCouragesYou.com. I'm going to sign off. Thank you all so much for being part of the listening audience and for being part of the BCU 100 podcast celebration. Tune in as we do our final wrap up, as we talk about this our question, we comment on it some more, and um, we will do some more commentary um, at the end of the podcast as well. So until the next time that we are together, may our amazing God continue to bless you, keep you, make his face to shine upon you, and give you peace as you stay on the walk.